Case is fun. Guys, I have a uh, I have a pretty tough question for you guys here. So if you had to eliminate one team from the four North American major sports, so that being football, basketball, baseball, and hockey, what team would it be? And why? You have to say why. Who do you who do you want to go first? Um Keish, we'll go with you first. Brick. Um, okay. I so I've thought about this. Aiden asked us this question a couple of days ago just to make sure that um, you know, it's his first intro. He wants to make sure everything's fine. Um so there's a couple teams that like immediately popped in my head. It's like my least favorite teams. So teams like the Flyers, um, because I absolutely cannot stand the Flyers, but the thing is the reason I hate the Flyers so much is because I like the Penguins so much. So like it would take away from my uh my like of the Penguins to um to get rid of the Flyers. So my my answer is like trying to like disturb the least in each league's history. So I went with the Charlotte Hornets. Um I just think that like, you know, they were the Charlotte Bobcats, they moved to the Pelicans. Um and now the Pelicans are a legitimate franchise in the NBA. You know, they're they're a, th- a threat to make the playoffs. I think they are currently just out of the playoff spot. But they have a young core. They're building up. The Charlotte Hornets just suck. Paid Terry Rozier like $30 million a year to come off the bench now. Um, so for me, they like they don't have much of a history considering the team is technically five years old. Uh, so I'm going with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, it's It's tough to take a team that has like a lot of historical significance out. So exactly. I, like, like a, I a definitely like, understand a team, like the, pick. a team like the Knicks or the Celtics or, um, you know, a team like the Packers. I don't like, I think it's well known at this point. I don't like the Packers, but you take out the Packers, you're taking out a significant chunk of league history. And yeah. like, you can't, you just can't be doing that. No matter how much you hate a team, you got to have some level of respect for the amount that they've done for the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really good point. Uh, Brady, you're next. Um, I'm not too sure. I'll go, I'll go hockey. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'll go hockey. Well, okay. There's a lot of bad teams I could pick, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, because like every team has good players and stuff. So you might get upset. Um, I don't know. I'll say (laughs) the Minnesota wild, (laughs) Um, they're, but, they're a relatively new team, the '93. Um, I I like a lot of their players. I'm not looking at it, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's that's a pretty good pick. Um, but it's not like those that. players like disappear. You know what I mean? Like they just oh, be they're... on another team. Like they don't disappear out of existence. No, you just snap your fingers. The whole franchise is gone, and every single one of those players is just burst. <laughs> it's just white. Yeah. No, it's just they... like. It's like that franchise like never existed, like no trace. Yeah. I don't think they've done much. Have they? Did they win like a? No, I mean maybe uh, back when they were like the Minnesota North Stars, but they relocated. So I don't even think that they're like. I don't even think the North Stars even won one. I can't remember. I don't like. I don't remember anybody great on the North Stars. Like I know back in the day, did Marty Turco ever win one with Dallas? Or or. I don't know. No, he was Dallas, not Minnesota. Never mind. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas with a North Star. Right. 
California. No, Dallas. Dallas was uh, California. They were the Golden Seals. Oh. Who came like in the league played, at the same time as Pittsburgh? When I did Chell, if you're Dallas, you can pick the North Star jerseys. But uh, uh, sort of oh. North Stars is is yeah Dallas. Yeah, they are Dallas. They were founded in '97, but did not play until 2000. So they're less than they're younger than us. And I don't think they've ever made. Yeah, they never won a Stanley Cup. They have only advanced the second round twice. Yeah. So. Oh wait, since 2003, uh, they made one Stanley Cup appearance and they lost. Okay, that's my pick then. There you go. Okay, there there we go. To like, that's the great thing about this question. Like, there's a lot of different angles you can think about it from. Um, Ryan, you're gonna be next here. Um, well, my mind immediately went to Philadelphia, just like Keisha's because we're both Pittsburgh fans, but yeah, you can't really take them away. Um, but contrary to Keish, I actually don't hate Carolina, but Carolina, the Panthers, I'm talking about, um, you could definitely <laughs> take them away. They went to uh, one Super Bowl and got their asses kicked. You could definitely take away the Panthers and you would the league wouldn't even notice. Um, all the good players that they have would have been gone to a different team and it wouldn't have been any big deal. Um, another team that I thought, hold on, I had another team. Um, hate crime. That's a oh, hate I, crime. How's that a hate crime? I hated it. Nice. Good bit. Thanks for setting me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, there's a I feel like there's a bunch of teams that you could just like get rid of but I don't know I had a team I forgot it because uh Keish got me heated with the the Green Bay thing yeah yeah I guess that's that's definitely fair um so now I know if I want to debate Ryan I just have to like talk about my hatred for the Packers and all his thoughts are just out the window the guy just sees <laughs> red and that's it <laughs> yeah those are definitely some really good picks there um so I'm gonna go last to finish us off here um, my pick would be the Houston Texans. Um, as we know, there's definitely some controversy. Controversy. I, I can never say that word right, but anyway. It's a hard word. That's a hard word, man. <laughs> there's Obviously. some controversy going on with that team, and a lot of the players inside that organization are really unhappy, as they have been for years. Um, I'm not going to talk about who exactly, because that's going to be our next segment, but former players such as Andre Johnson have taken to Twitter and other forms of social media to kind of go at the team and basically say that Houston, since when they first joined the league in, I think it was like 2005, 2003, maybe um, they've just had a history of ruining their players' careers. They've had some pretty decent players. No one that's like, I don't know, I'd say their best chance of being a Hall of Famer right now. Well, they had Ed Reed at the end of his career, but like their only real Hall of Famer right now is like JJ Watt, unless I'm missing someone. But like they had had Andre Johnson. Yeah, Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, who not a Hall of Famer, but like he was a top five running back for most of his career. Uh, He dealt with a lot of injuries, but like he was a really good running back. But realistically they have nothing really to show for their organization uh Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback that has ever played for the Houston Texans um they're not doing him any good right now but like that just goes to show like they're they're not really a historically relevant team 
and right now they're a team that a lot of people are not a fan of. I think if Houston were to be taken out of the NFL, uh, a lot of people wouldn't notice. Like it wouldn't be a big dip. They're not even the famous. Like they're not even the favorite team in Texas. So, um, I I think that would definitely be my pick. That's um, that's fair. Do we want to get into the uh to the drama that's happening in Houston? <laughs> we definitely will. So as I mentioned uh houston such a toxic organization but inside of houston they're not the only toxic organization and uh they're not the only team that is facing some heat some scrutiny as we know what happened with the astros but the main storyline that's going on in houston right now is with the texans and deshaun watson um so just for those of you that don't know what's going on with deshaun watson and the houston texans um it all kind of started uh, when the Texans weren't doing so well in the season, players started getting frustrated. Um, well, I guess actually it probably started before that. It probably started when Bill O'Brien traded away DeAndre Hopkins. I'd say that was kind of the start of things. He traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a washed up running back in what a fourth round pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think it was something like that, but, um, yeah, like I like I, the D Hop trade was, I mean, I guess what really alienated Deshaun Watson and a lot of that franchise, especially when you're getting nothing back. It's clear that it was just a straight up power move and like nothing else. Bill O'Brien just wanted to assert himself over the Houston organiza- organization. Um, I I think it uh, it all starts with the uh, with the Bears drafting Mitch Trubisky at three. It's all could have been avoided if they just took Deshaun Watson. Just wanna just wanna make sure we get that out there. Yeah, I I wish they could have taken Deshaun Watson too. That would be good for a lot of people right now. You know, if they're if they're bailing on Mitch Trubisky, I'm okay with that. I didn't really like Mitch Trubisky the whole time coming into the <laughs> draft, anyways. Oh uh, yeah, no, me neither. But anyways, yeah. So Bill O'Brien gets fired. Bill O'Brien was the GM and the head coach. Uh, so they bring in Romeo Cornell, who was their defensive coordinator, and they promote him to uh, interim head coach. And he actually did pretty well in his first three games. I think. He won all three of his first three games. Am I wrong in saying that? Does anyone know? I think you are correct. Okay. Um, so they actually did pretty well. So things were starting to look up, but then they went back to being the Houston Texans. And uh, things started going downhill. So I think, um, yeah, so at the end of the season, they were looking to hire a new GM. And Deshaun Watson, uh, obviously the leader of that team. Well, so sorry, behind J.J. Watt. But I think J.J. Watt has lost some faith in the Texans. And actually, we know this to be true because they have listed him as 100 um, percent being on the trade block this offseason. So uh, there's a good chance that we're going to see J.J. Watt in a new home. Let's hope it's in Pittsburgh with his two other brothers. That would be pretty cool. But anyways, I digress. It's not. <laughs> that would be really cool. But um, yes, so. Uh, the Texans were looking to hire a new GM. They did not consult Deshaun Watson. He was pretty upset about that. And then things honestly just started to snowball from there. Like things got so much worse. And now there are so many rumors. And I guess actually they're probably not even rumors anymore at this point. Like it is almost expected that Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. Um, So I think... Uh, it's a little bit interesting to see where he might go. Like we've seen some Tua Tagovailoa rumors. 
that he might be headed off to Houston along with the, uh, well, I guess Houston would be giving up their first round pick. No, for Tua. Uh, I think yeah, I think it was like a yes. pick swap where, oh no 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 it couldn't have been because Houston doesn't have a first round pick this year oh, or a second yes. round pick. Yes, you they meant right. Miami's. Yeah, no, sorry, it, no, no, no. Um, Houston would be getting Miami's Miami's first. first. Yeah, and and, and Tua and probably first. something else. Yes. Um, yeah. three picks. I I I hate that. Like especially like I didn't I don't like Tua a whole ton, especially coming out of the draft. I wasn't the biggest fan of him. There was a lot of people saying. He was like the best quarterback in the class. And I was like, well, he's my number, what, three, probably. I had Herbert at one, just saying. Um, but, uh, like, I, I hate that trade. I think giving up on Tua after, like, a half-decent rookie year is just so, so dumb. Like, that, that, that is essentially creating toxicity. Like, if, you, you know, if your guy isn't throwing 50 touchdowns in a season like Patrick Mahomes did in his first year as a starter, he's not good enough. Like, Tua had a good rookie season. Um... I like I I think that's a stupid trade, especially when you can address some big needs on Miami, like get a second receiver uh, to pair with Devontae Parker. I like Mike Kosicki a ton. Miles Gaskin came on as a star this year. Address some holes on the defense, maybe go O line and really beef it up for two one. All of a sudden, you put yourself into contender. You trade for Deshaun Watson. You have a good quarterback for sure and an upgrade over Tua, but you're giving up those first round picks. And who knows, Deshaun Watson might struggle behind a pretty pretty hole like. Uh, pretty like, what weak offensive line I would say in Miami, and then like yep. with Devonte Parker as his only weapon. Yep, I agree with that. I think I think you're like spot on. I think Miami has so many problems that they need to address, and not just on offense. Like their defense is their defense was pretty good. Um, this year Christian Wilkins played really well. Xavier Howard was debatably well, not Best even cornerback in the NFL. He was, well, <laughs> yeah, first, was he first I'm, team I'm, all pro? Yeah, he was. He was. He led the league in interceptions, but I'm scared to say number one because I think one and yeah. two are pretty much decided. Like it's Ramsey and uh, yeah. Jair Alexander. Jair. So like, and then tra- even not, not, not in that order. Not in that order. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, of course. But like, um, he he was definitely a top five corner. Uh, and then they I have yes. Byron Byron Jones as well. So like, they've got a pretty good defense building. Eric Rowe, another guy that played phenomenal that you get enough uh expatriate yes former patriot <laughs> my, that's what miami's doing they're taking all the former patriots kyle van noy van, dis- van noy, van noy was a disappointment on that defense though i will say that well a lot of like a lot of players struggle after leaving the patriots since it's just oh, not the, it's, it's not bill's defensive scheme you know so course, you, look at, you look at jamie collins and you know people like that it's just they leave absolutely suck because they don't thrive in another scheme because just bill can make anyone look good and then um yeah it kind of humbles themselves but yeah yeah well, well so they, get their, if you they guys, get their money in miami yes sir if you guys have anything to add about the uh watson debacle go ahead but Thank if you. not maybe you guys want to talk about the reason why all the strippers in houston are pretty upset right now before we get to the those uh those lovely ladies out in houston um I would like to address something that the the uh, Panthers have hired former Houston quarterback coach that worked with Deshaun Watson. Um, what's his name for Sean Ryan, Ryan Sean, something like that. What? Go, oh. Carolina. I think it's Sean Ryan. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Thanks for the excitement. I'm excited too. Make some no. move. Oh my Why gosh. not? <laughs> so have a day. Why so, not? This guy's have a day right now. 
boys boys are having an absolute day um we hired Deshaun watson's old quarterback coach he is also matt stafford's quarterback coach so we could be bringing in matt stafford either way upgrade over over uh teddy bridgewater from last season at least uh he was not good as a full-time starter more like, he's okay more like, first half of the season. wait wait i have a joke more like yeah. teddy dog water <laughs> off the dome I didn't even play oh, oh my god oh my god <laughs> tweet that oh uh, just bringing justin herbert after him oh, justin's well, crack at so football i can compete with that though deshaun watson followed two chicago weathermen on twitter aiden i will literally punch you in the throat don't take this moment away from me yeah and do you want better you you had your chance to draft a franchise quarterback <laughs> and you ruined it you had everyone's, your chance to have Watson. Everyone's and had you, their chance. Everyone's you, had their chance. No, 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 no. You took a quarterback over Patrick Mahomes. We took McCaffrey, okay? We have a chance to get him, and you will not take this away from me with your weathermen, okay? Stop yelling I at re- me. I refuse to let that happen. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, so, uh, I mean, in terms of, like, like, Panthers have been a team that's rumored to get him just because they have a big need at quarterback. I'm not sure if there's, like, much speculation there, but our new owner is all about making a splash. So, um I wouldn't be surprised if um, Tepper, like, they go out and, you know, make the move for Deshaun Watson. We have the eighth pick, which we can give up. We're, if, if we stay at eight and don't move up in the draft, we're not getting Fields. We're not getting um, – who's the BYU quarterback? Wilson, and we're obviously not going to get Trevor. You can't get Trevor unless you have number one. Um, so if we want to address quarterback for next season, which I think we should because, again, our wide receivers are only getting older at this point. We have We have young guys, but – they they need that quarterback now. Uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, both bonafide number one receivers. Uh, Curtis Samuel is a great slot guy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back healthy next year after sitting the rest of the entire season. Um, you know, you address all offensive line with some second round picks or some like late round picks. You have a good defense still, and you bring in Deshaun Watson. I think we're a playoff team. That is my bold take. But uh, Aiden, we can we can we can move on to the strippers if you want now. Yep. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to the strippers. So, um, in case you're not a sports fan, I'm going to preface this very clearly. We're not actually talking about strippers. Um, but we are talking about the man that probably funded most of their stripping careers. Uh, so we're talking about James Harden. So in case you haven't seen the two week old headlines, uh, James Harden was shipped shipped out to the nets in a three-way trade um you guys would know the details of that better than i would i'm i don't i don't like sports so well it was like four picks uh a couple pick swap like four pick swaps as well um for harden essentially he's like the base of the trade karis levert victor oladipo jared allen all got moved in that trade as well uh jared allen's in cleveland which is really weird considering they have andre drummond as well uh, unless you Patriots, run like I mean, not, not Patriots, uh, Raptors are gonna get one of them because <laughs> so, we don't have a center. So yeah, yeah. Are you still rocking Darren <laughs> Baines, or did he get cut? No, who uh, was it? Alex Len. Alex Len, Len, got cut. Len got cut yesterday. We got trash can Baines starting center, but uh, Boucher yeah. is you know most improved six man of the year. So we just need. To, I think I don't mean to make this about the Raptors, but uh, hopefully they get Andre Drummond. Okay, continue. Uh, Andre Drummond is a fantastic rebounder. I think that'd be that's exactly Maybe. what you need. Okay. I still, I don't know. I think I think the Raptors are still a couple pieces away. Like Pascal's definitely tapered down since his MVP start. It's not Raptors hour. <laughs> I, I, well, okay. Um, it's it's only Raptors hour if it's a Raptors fan talking about it. Um, <laughs> but it. in terms of in terms of the trade, 
Houston, like, they weren't going to be able to keep Harden. Harden was just nobody. He didn't want to play there. All the players started hating him. You see what Boogie said. You see what John Wall saying. Um, they got they got a, a essentially a future. They got eight picks. That's a the whole starting lineup. Um, you know, it, obviously none of them are going to be great picks, but let's say, um, I mean, eight years. They have eight years of picks essentially. So there's no way Harden, Kyrie, and uh, and Harden, Kyrie, and KD all stay in in, uh, in Brooklyn for eight years. So that team is going to suck eventually, and that's when Houston is going to get lottery picks, and that's when they're going to get superstars. And obviously, you know they're like what third graders right now. But that's when that's when like those trades like really start to pay off. And like you can take a look at teams like like the Nets, like what the Nets did in the past uh, with the Celtics getting and uh, moving like Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh. Shoot, who was the other guy? Yeah. Is it Ray Allen? Yeah, Ray Allen. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, right now this this Nets team looks unstoppable. They get Kyrie back soon, if not tonight. Um, and yeah, KD's on like an, having an MVP season right now. Harden's gonna do Harden things, and uh, I I, th- I think it was Nick uh, who we had on our a couple pods ago. You should go check that episode out. Um, he sent us a video of uh like what Nets basketball is going to look like. And it's Kyrie dribbling the ball up the court and then like doing like a million crossovers and then passing the ball to KD who then does a million crossovers and then he passes the ball to Harden and then he does a million crossovers and just like, like the ball movements yeah. just between the three of them, <laughs> um, you know, just dribbling machines, uh, which is like the worst basketball I think out there. And like, I obviously the Nets have created a super team full of two players that I really dislike. One of them is like my essentially my least favorite player in the league and Harden. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stop rambling, but I I don't like James Harden. I don't like the the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh, yeah. So like the also they they only beat Milwaukee by two points. So uh, just saying, let's keep that keep that in check. Fuck Brooklyn. I think uh, exactly. I think the two funniest things about Fuck this trade. Brooklyn. <laughs> Thank you. Ryan. I think okay. I think the back, two back, funniest things about this trade for me are number one being that somehow James Harden lost like 30 pounds overnight. Like I <laughs> Someone said it's a fat suit. Somebody said he was wearing a fat suit. How would I, he do that then? Bro, I would be surprised. I would be surprised. He was acting so weird at the end of his Houston career um, that like I honestly wouldn't be shocked if he had gone through yes, some like drastic measures to get off that team. Um, but also what I found like just so funny is that um somehow like Harden has moved into a team where like Kyrie Irving is now the most problematic person out of the three of them like uh, and to me that is so funny so I'm actually not denying like um it just recently came out that uh Kyrie actually bought a house for George Floyd's family which I think yeah. is something that's like super awesome and I'm not trying to take away from that, of course. I, I think he is inherently a good person, but he definitely makes some stupid decisions. Yeah, because I think, I, I think... As, as I texted you, like, I, I texted in the group chat that, like, that Kyrie Irving is now the most problematic out of three, like, known head cases. And then as I'm texting our group that, uh, I get a notification from ESPN Saying that he got an eight hundred thousand dollar, what was it, eighty thousand dollar fine? Sorry, 
I think it was, yeah, fifty it was, or it was eighty somewhere fight. somewhere in there. It was happy. It was, a it was happy fight. for for that uh, for that party. I think Shannon Sharp said it the best though, just about Kyrie. Um, and he was like, well, he left Cleveland and left LeBron because he didn't want to be the Robin to uh, LeBron being Batman. But now he's Alfred. He he isn't he isn't Batman. He isn't Robin. He's Alfred. He's helping out the superheroes in KD and Harden because those guys are superstars in the league. Kyrie is an elite player, but he's not a superstar anymore. So like, imagine imagine that. Like like I wonder I wonder what he's feeling. Like apparently in Houston, like all trades had to go through James Harden. Uh, so like any signings, any trades, any head coaching changes, any um like like play schemes, anything like that. All of it had to go through James Harden. That was part of it. I wonder if like Kyrie and KD get the same respect in Brooklyn, and that like when Kyrie heard that Harden was coming, like I wonder if he, you know, welcomed the news. But that's all speculation. And we are a football podcast, so I suggest we get back to it. Yeah, no, uh, we definitely can uh, because we have a one lot more thing, to one talk more thing, about. One more thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston, Raptors Houston, hour. Houston also lost George Springer, so they can suck it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we oh, go. But you got sonked with Brantley today. <laughs> got sonked today. Hey, got hey, hey, hey. We do <laughs> not talk about baseball on this podcast. That's, that's okay. a different podcast. If there is yeah, one we, sport, we really don't. Eh? We don't know. Future, future guest Ryan Tomlin, come on yes. down. Yes, we need we need some. Oh, you uh, know what? We need some we baseball listen. culture in here. You know what? He was he was in my DMs the other day, and so I uh, I uh, I told him why, I told him he's got to get on the pod. Why make it sound like that? Did you say like that? Like what? Yeah, what the hell? You know what? He's all up my DMs. You, <laughs> you couldn't have been like, oh, we were talking last week. Oh, yeah, I talked to him the other day, and he said this. Uh, no, it had to be, oh, he was, he was up in my DMs. <laughs> well, he slid into my DMs at 2 in the morning. Oh. So I I don't know I don't know I don't okay. know what you want to say. Okay, never he mind. Didn't, he didn't, he's the no, sus one. He, did, okay. he didn't actually. He didn't actually. He didn't okay. actually. Sure, <laughs> no, no, he didn't actually. Holy Ryan, I, Ryan, I love you. You're my favorite. Welcome to Exposed yeah, he, Fast. He, he, he responded. He responded to to me putting Brady's coffee on my story that he got me with a like, he got me a shifley at two in the morning. Oh yeah. Okay. So it actually was like. Okay. Yeah. I got you a yeah. shy at two in the morning. <laughs> All right. Um so Ryan, what do you what do you think a shifley is? What's, What's his that? number? I don't know. I don't know shy is Gobby? number. Yeah, what is that? What is that? Because, what is that? I'm, I'm I'm thinking about like the Gratsky, which is nine oh, yeah. nine mil, right? So I don't know what Shifley's number is. What is it? Is it Gobby? Fifty five, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> What is it? Yeah, five million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? That's okay. a callback. Okay, okay. Yes, that is a big callback. That's something like the OG listeners would understand. Well, actually, I don't even know if they'd understand. But anyways, <laughs> we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to the nitty gritty. Um, so we're gonna start with our divisional round recap. So Ryan's gonna start us off going over the Packers and the Rams. Sure. Um. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I think I was the closest for the numbers, right? Like, I think Brady can Brady can confirm or deny that. Um, okay, yeah, just real quick scoreboard since it came up. Um, we've been on, on on the predictions that we make during the pod. We do two points for I mean, one point per correct answer. So if you pick the winning team, a negative point for picking the wrong team, and then the person closest to the score 
uh, gets another point. So Ryan is winning with 10 points. Uh, Aiden and I are tied for second with eight, and Keish is at a negative one. Hey, I'm a golfer. That's a good thing for me. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it. We're doing golf scoring? <laughs> Keish is just throwing the the kitchen sink at it just picking up the wildest <laughs> scores and and winners oh i was listen i was down bad after after week uh, not not like that down bad i'm just like down bad in the scoring uh after after week one of the playoffs so i had to try and make a comeback i'm throwing out some zany picks um uh, trying to make a comeback here so, not that i don't believe them but but sorry to cut you off just to confirm so you wouldn't say you're the other type of down bad next question okay ryan packers rams before we get too off topic okay yeah so the the storylines coming in where was well first and foremost was aaron donald healthy i don't think he necessarily was 100 he's the most dominant interior force in the nfl maybe ever some people say um so Elton Jenkins did a really good job, and so did Corey Lindsley, of shutting him down. Um, he only ended up playing, I think it was like 54% of their snaps, which is like really, really, really low for him. Um, so whether he was keeping himself out, he, he had his helmet on the sideline, so I'm not really sure what was going on there, whether he was keeping himself out or they were keeping him out just in case, you know, the re-aggravating injuries. Um, but even at that point, it's the last game of the year, so who knows, unless it's really bad. Um uh, I, I expected it. I kind of like expected it to go this way. I didn't think that, like I said, I, I don't know if anybody can keep up with Devonte Adams, Jalen Ramsey definitely couldn't. Um, and even though Devonte only had 66 yards, anytime he was up against Jalen, I mean, he, he kind of shredded him. He like, I mean, on that one uh, slant boy route, um, he just dusted him. Um, and then on an open field tackle, Jalen Ramsey could have tackled him for like a one yard gain. Uh, Devonte made, Devonte made a miss, so Devonte clearly won that matchup. Um, I think that Jalen didn't even—I don't even think he did. He even stop Alan Lazard? I don't even think so. I think Alan Lazard got a big gain on him. So Jalen maybe didn't have his best game. Um, pa- the Packers defense did what they had to do to win, which was necessary. I mean, they got pressure, um, and we'll need much more of that next week. So I think those were kind of like the biggest things. Uh, Another big thing that I saw was that um, the Packers head coach, LaFleur, definitely outcoached the defensive coordinator. Um, he just he coached a beautiful game. So, so yeah, that uh, was pretty much it. Really quickly, I actually want to mention, like, go a little more in depth about what you said there at the end. Um, like, LaFleur and the offensive coordinator, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey, like, I think Jalen Ramsey played well, but I think he got beat by the coaching. Like, if you watch what the Packers were doing, like, they had Devontae in motion so much. And, like, there was that touchdown grab that he made um, where it was, like, a one-yard touchdown grab, I think it was. Like, he literally just – he was in motion, ran out to the sideline, and pretty much caught the ball. Like, that, he couldn't have coached that better because he took advantage of a young safety that didn't know he had to bump coverage. So, like – Right. On that play, they coached that beautifully because Jalen Ramsey's not going to be able to keep up with that, especially like he's not going to be able to make proper coverage when Devonte is hitting the line after motioning at full speed. Like that's impossible, right? Um, well, so here here was the thing. Um, that motion he started on the right side, um, on basically on an island with uh, with Jalen. 
he motioned across to the left, got set, and then motioned back across really quickly. They snapped the mm-hmm. ball, and he got the touchdown. But what the yeah. important part was that when he motioned across the first time, Jalen followed him, which means they were out of zone and they were in man. So we knew that that was going to work. And actually, the Rams got a free like rusher on Rodgers, and Rodgers got rid of the ball at pretty much light speed. It was kind of impressive mm-hmm. um, because there was no nobody in between the two. Um, and that actually, like, he was, like, milliseconds away from t- tipping that ball. So it could have went either way. But it was a beautiful, beautiful call because, I mean, like, how if Jalen Ramsey's the best um, up-in-your-face cornerback, um, bump-and-rub quarterback, cornerback, um, how do you how do you avoid that? Well, you just don't let them don't let them touch you. Like, you motion him across and you motion him back. And then that way he's always trailing, right? Because he doesn't know what they're doing. So he's ob- automatically a millisecond behind. So... He doesn't even get the chance to get his hands on Devontae. Devontae makes a catch. So, yep. yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful call. Yeah, no, it was a really well-coached game by the Packers and obviously, like, even better executed by their offense. Uh, so, no, that's a pretty good synopsis. So, um, I'll go next here with Baltimore and Buffalo. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a surprising game. I, I'll put it like that. Um, for a little bit there, it looked like Baltimore was – uh, playing football with Buffalo, but it started to get out of hand really fast, and it started to look like Lamar wasn't able to do much besides run the ball. Um, and that kind of shows, like, he had nine attempts for 32 yards on the ground, uh, but his passing stats were, like, just horrible. Like, he did not play a good game in the air, uh, not to mention he actually got hurt at the end of the game um, on what was almost a safety he threw it away it was called intentional grounding but he threw it away got hurt at the end there people think it was his head i believe it might actually be a concussion um but that's enough about how bad the ravens played uh josh allen and the bills they all played really well um something to note though was they really did a good job of keeping the ball in the air um they saw what wasn't working which was keeping it on the ground uh, so they managed to get it to their two receivers, Stefan Diggs and John Brown, um, using Josh Allen's big arm, and they got it out there. I think it was a really well-coached game by the Bills, um, and the Ravens just, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, weren't able to keep up with that. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that game? Um, uh, I think my, you my, covered it pretty well. Sorry. My biggest concern going into the game for Buffalo was can they start stop the rush, the the three-headed dragon of uh, Dobbins, Lamar, and Gus Edwards, and they did. Relatively, well, for each person at least. Gus had 10 rushes, 42 yards. Dobbins had 10 rushes, 42 yards. Lamar had nine rushes for 34. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no one, like, although, like, all together between the four, plus, plus Huntley had three for 32. So maybe all together, you know, you're looking at around 150 rushing yards, but yeah, like you, you kept everyone like in check, and there's no big runs, you know, mm-hmm. no no big Lamar forty yard rush that turns the game around. They they kept everything in front of them, you know, no nothing crazy, and really limited that running game. Made Lamar throw it, you know, got three sacks, got an interception off of him. Only had 162 passing yards, so that's how he beat the Ravens. You take the rush run away from them, and that's what they did, and they came out victorious. Yeah, no, you're you're completely right. Um, and it's actually kind of interesting to look at, like, throwing ability, like, Lamar's starting to get exposed. Like, I mean, that being said, like, last year in his MVP season, he could throw the ball really well. I don't know what happened this year. I have no idea. 
but um, we won't go too far into that, into Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' problems. Uh, Brady, we're going to go to you next with the Bucks and the Saints. Yeah, I think um, most people have said this would be the game of the weekend with um, the other the other games looking, you know, more more one sided, and you know the Browns did catch up at the end there, but um, this was pretty, you know, Brady versus Breeze potentially for the last time, as there was rumors about um, Drew Breeze's retirement maybe after the game. So, and I think we found out about that like the day of, kind of like this might be his last game. So it kind of added a whole another layer layer to the game you know this is can breeze you know show out with with the ring or is he going to be just fucked out of the divisional round to the hands of tom brady and you know after the saints definitely had the, the bucks number as i said in the in the preview rounds um they whooped them twice so you know this was the whole can breeze beat the beat tom brady three times no one's ever done it ever no one's ever beat him three times in the season before and it was a pretty back and forth game. Um, both quarterbacks weren't super good, <laughs> per se. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a, a not a boring first half, but you know, just not a whole lot of stuff. You know, there's two Saints field goals, Tampa Bay field goal, and then finally got some drives put together. And um, the, I think the defense was the biggest difference maker, of course, for the Bucks. Um, I saw everybody on on Twitter. They said Tom Brady sucks. The only reason they won was because of the defense. Brady doesn't do anything, which you know it, it helps when your when your defense is giving you super short fields. Uh, they picks they pick Breeze off three times. Um, I would say most of those were on Drew Breeze. Um, just no, two of them were really not. Much. Oh well, the one was or the one to Camara was not. Assuming that Camara was supposed to do a curl at the first down mark. And then the one to Jared Cook literally went off Jared Cook's hands. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then the one was the other one. Bad. <laughs> but but still, I mean, like, but like maybe Kamara was mm-hmm. supposed to run that route and Breeze thought wrong and he was thought he was doing a curl. Like, we don't really know the routes people were doing. Yeah. Um. The other thing is Drew Breeze was dealing with a lot of injuries, apparently. Like, he had, like, a torn labrum and a torn something else as well. So, I mean, in his tire cracked rib cage and punctured lung that he only took four weeks off for that could play a factor but nonetheless um the bucks made the plays they had to make devin white really showed up as as ryan said he would and how as i predicted he would be a huge factor in the game and got the game ceiling pick and it was it was just it was an all-around great great game and playoff lenny came through for the bucks proving that <laughs> playoff I- lenny baby <laughs> So thank God he's showing up because I wasn't a fan of him during the season, but I think you know he's he's showing why uh, he belongs on the team and he can kind of step up for Ronald Jones as he's as he's coming back from his quad injury. As you can, you know, he looked a little bit a little shaky there, but you know he's he was running really hard. So quiet, quiet he's... receiver, quiet receiver day. I mean, Cameron Brait led the team in receiving, but <laughs> that just shows how deep you are because okay, like Mike Evans has you know he's locked down by Lattimore, and then you got. Godwin, okay, he's dropping every ball known to man. If <laughs> if if things aren't working out, you have you know a rookie, a rookie like Ty Johnson who made that incredible third down grab, or you have Cameron Brait, the backup tight end making plays and stuff like, and or Sco- Scooter Miller open for that big that Scooter. big catch there. So it's it's just great. And shout out Antoine Winfield for um, that awesome, just like his dad, punch foot uh, fumble on Jared Cook to the, he. I think that really 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 turned the game around. 
and shout out Carlton Davis for limiting Michael Thomas to his first ever game without a catch. Yes, I know Thomas is hanged up a little bit, but I don't think that's the basic, biggest, basic, biggest excuse when all you do is run slants. So shout out Carlton for uh, making that milestone. Um, yeah. Slant boys. Like am I right? Slant boys. Guard, like. Slant yeah. boys, absolute dog water. No, we, I don't think do. he comes back. He comes back next year and he leaves the league in receiving yards. No, he's <laughs> well, a quarterback. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. I was, Never mind. I was just about Jamies. to say we uh we hate Slant Boy on this podcast, but apparently Keish loves him. So No, I don't hate him. I don't hate him, man. I, I like I got nothing against the guy. Honestly, the this he, year I don't know. This year he was pretty quiet. So I mean because, because he was injured for the first half and then injured for the back half as well. No, I mean quiet as in like he wasn't an idiot. Like, on social he media. He didn't take to Twitter. This yeah, because he was injured and he couldn't tweet about it. I mean, either I way. He, I, he finds a way I to tweet about anything, but. I don't like him because because people said he was like the best receiver. He's number one or like in the last couple of years, uh, he was like. But he was. He's he's the most well, most yards doesn't mean you're the best receiver. That just means you run slants all the time. No, but he was good in the red zone as well. Like yeah, I, I mean, I I had no issue with. Uh, I, I thought his game was dope. Last Are season, best receiver in the league. This year, what number one hundred and thirty six because he didn't yeah. play a game. Just in terms of you know who's the best receiver, who's most well rounded, who has all the skills, you know, D Hop, Julio, Devont, Devontae Adams. I'll take all those people over. Thomas. Thomas is the best at slants. I'll give you that. Best short yardage, whatever, under I 10 want, yards. I want the 100%. numbers. I want the numbers. I want to know how many... Um... So because he's running slants all day, he gets the most yards. Yes, he... But statistical receiver, sure. Last year, he was the best. I want to know how many Gill set? Uh, slants he actually run. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot. I saw some PFF stats, but we're not going to get into that now. But. I've I've honestly just I've I've come to the conclusion that I hate all wide receivers and all DBs. <laughs> I just hate like I just hate some of them a little bit less. So <laughs> I don't know, but apparently he's also really good at out routes. Oh, according good. to NFL.com, <laughs> and hitch routes and and slant routes and crossing routes. Okay, so literally just and every short that's route four. known to man. That's four. Just That's every four. short round. All right. No, no. All right, okay. Next game. Keish, it's, you're up. All right. Um, well, no, we're in North America. <laughs> Love that one. Um, uh, Browns, Chiefs. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I lagged out of the Discord for a little bit there. But uh, Browns and Chiefs, um, let's, let's start off with the Browns. Did, did hang in there um, uh, for a little bit and then you know Patrick Mahomes kind of got going he ran in his option touchdown and then um uh and then yeah things kind of went downhill from there Chiefs got out to a really hot start it was tw- eight what's the math 19 to three going into halftime right before halftime Patrick Mahomes goes down and um he um he it looked bad. Like it the guy like he got up and it, it Brady. I don't know if you remember the Jonathan Taze hit. Uh, I think it was oh, I can't remember how many years ago. But he when Jonathan Taze got smoked and like he couldn't. You can tell he was just discombobulated. Yeah. He like stumbled around the ice and that was like one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Because like you know playing hockey, I was still like playing hockey at the time and I'm like wow, like 
it was just, it's just terrifying to see. And then Patrick Mahomes getting up, still can't even stand up properly. Uh, he did jog off and, like, you know, ran into the locker room, was trying to get back into the game. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday. So as of now, he practiced today. Um, and I think practice went well. He's also dealing with a foot injury, but I still think it's just because he runs weird. I don't think that has anything to do with, like, an actual injury. I think he'll be fine foot-wise. just a matter if he can clear the uh, uh, concussion stuff. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, uh, Browns started making a comeback, and then Andy Reid just like the guy's got to have the biggest set on him in the entire league to call to go for it on fourth down with your backup quarterback. And Henny pulled it off, and you know, anything's possible. So, Chiefs are you know, gave it to the Browns, I guess. Uh, the score ends up being a lot closer than I think the game actually showed. Like, if Patty was in there, I don't think that game's like as close as it was. Um, so I think Ryan got some extra points there for the only only being a five point game instead of a uh, you know thirty five point game like we all predicted. But you know, shout out to the Browns. I think they had a good playoff run. There's a lot to build on. Um, they get Odell coming back next year, and if they use Jarvis Landry as the number one receiver, have Odell come in and you know be that guy. If his ego can take it, I think that's going to be a dangerous offense. Nick Chubb is a fantastic running back. Kareem Hunt makes that the best duo in the NFL. Um, and, you know, Baker Mayfield kind of proved himself uh, that he's a legit starting quarterback. And I think the Browns have a lot, a lot to look forward to. And that's not even starting with their defense. Like, Miles Garrett's probably the best pass rusher in the NFL. Um, and then you also have uh, two LSU DBs coming back in Grant Delpit and uh, what's his name? Greedy Williams uh, coming back next year to, you know, help us help shore up that secondary. Um, honestly, like, I think. I think the Browns are going to be going to be one of those teams that competes for a long time if they can keep this core together. Baker will get better as time goes on, which he kind so, of did this year. So he he took a big leap forward this year, and we're getting close to yeah. Aiden's uh, Baker for MVP <laughs> call. So keep that, uh, <laughs> well, keep that on your keep that on your noggins. That's that's what I'm saying, man. If he uh, if he plays like the entire next, if he goes into next season and plays like he's been playing this back half. I think there's something to be said for it. Like, I think you can make an argument. So, can uh, we we'll also see. point out that I was only I was only mm-hmm. one season early on the ten and six prediction, and they went eleven and five this year. Um, I called it last year. They did it this not year, so it, I am not, not ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's it's not pretty how it works. I I think it's still pretty ridiculous different because season. your boyfriend wasn't a part of it. Your boyfriend is the yeah, only yeah, reason I, they're I, in the playoffs right now. No, well, I also hurt. considered that that Baker. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's progression no i think odell comes in next year and just helps the offense just started clicking i don't think it had, i don't like i get it odell went out and the offense started clicking like you know week by week but i think they just started like stefanski got settled in the offense they started using the chubb a lot more and you know they mm-hmm. when baker needed to come throw the ball baker was great in the last like the last eight weeks or something like that the guy was fantastic only one interception yep. um i think i like i think odell comes in and that offense only gets better odell is a talented receiver he's not Devonte adams and i can say that ryan and i that argument if we had it two years ago sure great argument now Devonte adams is top two in the league not number two um i like but odell is still a talented player odell can still run the ball really well like you know he's great at rack um i just i think i think that offense only gets better and aiden i don't want to hear any slander from you because you called baker mvp in the same season as me so that's even more ridiculous. I, no, no, no. I didn't say that season. I what said you say, this year. No, no, no. I said in the coming years. I never said that season. Oh, there's no way you said coming years. Oh, we man, can go back and listen. Oh, it it could yeah, have been next. Back. We're going it back could have been next three years, but 
it could have been next three years, but um I'm pretty sure it was like a bold prediction episode as well. So we were just sitting in your basement just spewing. Um Yeah, of course. But yeah, that's my um that's my take on the Browns game. No it was a fun game to watch. You just said. All I heard was Odell has a big rack. That's <laughs> I never never said big. I just said he was good. He he was good after the catch. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, he has a great rack. That's what you said. <laughs> no, no, that's that's it, not what I said. Different. He said great rack. Rewind the tape. I, I said humongous sports cup. I mean, let's let's go on to the next game. <laughs> Jeez. That's the last game. Uh, all right. So yeah, that was our that was our last uh recap game. So, uh but still so more games to go though. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're going to go into our conference championship previews, but we're going to do it a little bit differently than how we've been doing. We're not going to do it one person takes a game, spews out all these boring facts about why they think someone will win. We're going to do it more of like a high school debate style. We're going to go gladiators in the stadium. They're going to be, we're going to have two people going up against each other debating why their team should win in the playoffs. Obviously, unfortunately, Keish and I just are terrible fans of the wrong teams. So our teams are out of the playoffs at this point. But Ryan and Brady still have their favorite teams in the playoffs. So they're going to be going first. Bucks play the Packers next week. Ryan and Brady, uh, you guys are going to go head to head and give the facts as to why you think your team, not going to say deserves, we don't like that word on our podcast, but why your team should win. I just want to point out that Brady has a massive advantage here because he was a great debater in high school. I, I, I was, heard he was someone ma- say I was a master. <laughs> Dude. <Nice. laughs> Boom, out of the park. Way to go, kids. Oh. You gave him a fucking 60 heater down the middle for that. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was like 87 mile per hour fastball right down the middle. I think I think away team should go first so that home team gets last say. Yep, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I was just yeah. gonna say we could go like um like Pick offense for offense, defense for defense if you want, but it's up to you. Yeah. I can like I think you guys want to just do your whole why your team deserves to win. Right, everybody get yourself a snack we're gonna be here for the next 30 minutes we did this in high school it's like, it's point like two proof, minutes it's like point two proof minutes, explanation right? yeah but you you know ryan and the packers okay no no no. that's fair that's fair that's a good point we'll give you two, two minutes, minutes two minutes to talk two minutes to say why ever you think uh your team should win okay the clock so, got an alarm got the sound on aiden you got this you're the host okay well um, two minutes shot clock Shot clock. All right, Just like the let NBA. me know. Let me know when you're good to start. Tell me when I'm good to start. All right, three, two, <laughs> one, go. Okay, so you look up and down this roster, and it's hard to see a more balanced team. You got Tom Brady leading a mix of veterans and rookies to what could be his seventh, yes, seventh Super Bowl ring in his tenth appearance. When I look at a close matchup like this, I like to see who wants it more. And quite honestly, I usually take. I take the underdog more often, which is the Bucks. Even though they beat the Packers by 30 in the regular season, um, the Packers are the number one seed, best you know, best or second best team in the league. So naturally, the Bucks are the underdog. You have a bunch of vets on the Bucks who have never even been in a playoff game before, um, like seventh year Mike Evans, ninth year Levante David, and they want nothing more than to finally have a chance to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium in Tampa Bay. 
you have older players like Brady, Gronk, Antonio Brown, JPP, Sue, etc., who all want to shot out the ring before their careers trend downward. And the whole Bucks team knows this could be their last real chance for a while since they're, you know, you can have some big departures in the offseason like Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, and Brady potentially retiring this year or next year. As for the matchup, I think they match up very well against the Packers. Obviously, Jair can lock down whoever he is up against, albeit a bit tougher than other receivers. Like, Mike, you know, Mike Evans is a bit tougher than most receivers. But if you still have to worry about covering Godwin, A.B., Scooter, Tyler Johnson, Gronk, Bray, and that's only if you manage to shut down the run game of Rojo and playoff Lenny, and they've been on fire recently. Um, not to mention the Bucks absolutely fire. Offensive line, which has been shutting down everyone throughout the season, allowing Brady to find his weapons and allowing the running game to do whatever they want. On the defense, stud, second team, all pro linebackers, Devin White, Levante David, they've just been wrecking havoc, and they're going to be in Rodgers' face all game. And they're getting a massive part of their already scary D-line back with seven foot four, 350-pound Tungan nose tackle, Vita Vea, back from his foot fracture in the first game of the season. I don't care if he plays. I don't care if he's in game shape or, game shape or not. He will make a difference for every snap he's in. He can play 35% of the snaps at 75% health. He's eating up the league's number one center, allowing Sue to take one of the guards, allowing JPP or Shaq alone on the outside without Bach to help. All right. That is two minutes. I think the Bucks will win based on all those options and all the playmakers around the team. It's too much for Rodgers to handle. Really quick before we go into Ryan's, uh, Brady, I I don't think you – like you kind of – undersold Vita Vea's size, I think. I don't think he gave the exact measurements. I think he went a little <laughs> bit smaller than he actually is. Oh, yeah, he's a... But he, hey, he is a nimble, agile, 350-pounder. He, he he's just like Vince Wolfork. That, that, man, that, that is man a very could, good... That is a very good uh, comparison. not Vince Wolfork in the slightest. Oh, okay. Well, Vince, Vil- Vince Wolfork was quick. Um, Ryan, are you ready to... Uh, go back at Brady with your points. Yeah, you don't need the timer because I didn't script anything for this. Um, was off the Brady well, script. That's it. that's yeah. even right, more well. to the reason why I should make a timer. The roster open, but <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll set I'll set the timer, and if you're done, like when you finish, just let me know. But uh, okay, three, two, one, go. All right, well, uh, I think we should start with the offense because that's the main focal point of the team. Um, The team has probably, well, definitely has the best offense in the league, even better than Patrick Mahomes. Hello, Keish. Um, I think that last time we played, the Bucs got the better of the Packers. That's not a question whatsoever. Um, But I do think that it's not the same team whatsoever. Our our defense has vastly improved. You want to talk about Vita Vea? That's fine. He's out of game shape. I'll take snacks. Thank you very much. Um, we just picked him up. Uh, he's been massive in the run game. Kenny Clark's playing the best. Um, he outplayed Aaron Donald last week. Um, and you said Leonard Fournette's playing well. He is. That's no inaccuracy. Uh, but we also shut down Derrick Henry. So uh, I think Derrick Henry's better than Leonard Fournette and Rojo maybe put together. So if we can stop him, we can definitely stop those two. Um yeah, we have definitely, I think the Packers have the better secondary. Um, Smash Amos is massive um, when it comes to, like, consistency. Um, tackling is awesome. He plays in the box really well. Um, sort of like if you think about Jamal Adams, uh, he plays in the box a lot. Uh, our linebacker situation has cleared up immensely, so the middle of the field isn't as attackable as it is before. It is the weak point, but it is improved. Um, we have the best receiver in the league, so who's going to guard him? Probably nobody on the Bucks D. 
Uh, Aaron Jones is playing well, but we also have two other running backs that are playing really well. Our, our offensive line uh, just shut down the best rushing, well, one of the better rushing uh, teams in the league. Um, who we lost back to Ari, yeah, but we're still probably playing the best out of the five, uh, four offensive lines left. So um, I think that they're up to the task. Aaron Rodgers can still slice and dice. I feel like it's a stalemate between the two. Tom's um, ability to just pick apart defense is really good, but Aaron Rodgers is one of the best pure pocket or best pure throwers of probably ever. So I think it uh, the quarterback situation is a stalemate, but our offense is clearly better. Um, that's a fact. So All I think right. that's where we'll beat him. That is two minutes. Um, thank you for your points, Ryan. Uh, Keyshan, who do you see winning this game? Again, this based, is based like on what we said. Saints. Based on what we said. Oh, oh. okay. We can is do it, based on what it we have said. To be? But I, based I don't on think what it, you guys I don't think it said, has to be. You can't you're just, the judge. You're the judge. Who gave based the on what you guys said, I'm picking neither oh, team. Oh, I'm oh. picking they both just oh, die on wait. the spot. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's about, um, like, first we have to, like, do the debate winner between Brady and Ryan, or Brady and Ryan, okay. and then, okay. and then so we we'll have, do, like, then we pick our actual winner. That's we'll do debate winner. Um, okay. Um, I hope you can carry this, because I didn't listen to either of them. No, I'm kidding. Well, um, <laughs> more compelling <laughs> argument. Aiden, you go first. So, Who convinced you more? I'm going to go with Ryan here. I mean... He made some really good points about, like, so first off, Devontae Adams. Like, I I don't think you can compare Slant Boy and Devontae Adams. I think they're two different animals, and we saw that with how they played. Um, I think Ryan also made a really good job of mentioning Kenny Clark and Damon Harrison. They are two completely different defensive tackles. They do two very different things, but they're both dominant in their own way. So I think it's going to be really interesting uh, to see that in motion on Sunday. I agree. I'm I'm going to, just to set up an even bigger rivalry in the next debate, I'm going with my boy Brady. Um, he had me, he had me convinced. I, I like the, uh, I like the run game in Tampa. I think that offensive line and uh, I, I think what lost me is Ryan took, taking snaps over Vita Vea. I'm taking, I'm taking Vita Vea in that all day. And uh, well, no, it's I not think necessarily I... snacks over Vita Vea, it's Kenny Clark over Vita Vea, but snacks so is an added did, benefit did, at the running. Didn't game. you say snacks, snacks over Vita snacks Vea, was... though? Said well, snack. he said he's he, I was I was comparing them as in you're getting Vita Vea back, but we got snacks like that's a run game stopper. But Kenny Clark is by far the best D tackle in this game, yeah. But like if you compare the front seven, I, oh, sorry, this is this isn't I, 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 well, I, I, we're not Brady. talking about linebacker. I, I um I also like I just I, I liked what he said about the the running backs playoff money it was hot last week and if you get Rojo back buzzing will be plus yeah, back. yeah um and if I if I want to go into it Brady I'm not sure if you mentioned this uh you you have three dangerous receivers wide receivers alone on Tampa Bay uh you have two good tight ends obviously Cameron Bray led the team in receiving yards last week thanks for the, thanks for that stat Brady um. And then you also have two good running backs. So you can realistically manipulate the Packers defense, do whatever you want. Jair Alexander is the best cornerback in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it's, it's between him and Jalen Ramsey, but I'm taking Jair 100% of the time, all day, every day. Um, and if Don't you... Uh, that's fine. But, it, it, but that's the thing. You, he can isolate 
and take on Mike Evans. He can take out Chris Godwin. He can take out Antonio Brown. But the thing is, he can't take all three. Um, well, so here's my the thing. thing is, do we, we also oh, have okay. a rest of the, the secondary. Of I was, uh, yeah, that's fine, saying, but they're not like, good enough not, to we stop only have Chris Godwin and Antonio there. Brown. Yeah, but well, they're not Chris, good enough to stop Antonio Brown. Well, why Godwin. didn't Antonio Brown play well against the Saints then? They're bum-ass team. He, was, he, he didn't have to. He didn't play. Do we know? Like, right, is fine, why didn't Godwin? Is he playing next week? Do we know? Maybe it should be playing. Right now okay. he's like, yeah. but he's he's good to go. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just and curious. And you can spread out the Packers defense where they're going in the nickel, and if the Packers are in the nickel, there's not a chance in hell that they're going to be able to stop Rojo and uh, and play off Lenny. So uh, my pick, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, you know, a Bucks saints last week was hard for me to pick, but uh, Bucks packers this week's just as hard for me to declare a winner. I'm uh I'm going with the box and I'm saying box 35 to 24. I'm going to write down. 35. Uh, I'll put it in the chat, Brady. All right, yeah, that's fine. You got it. 35-24 for the box. Uh Aiden, you were also somebody that was not involved in this debate, so I'll let you go next with the score. Even though you're the um, host. Um I'm going to go Packers 31, Buccaneers 28 close close like it i could three point game okay 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 yes i i think it's going to be a nail by like either way i think it's going to be a great game like i'm definitely not saying that green bay is going to stomp out the bucks because like i mean i'm not going to go too deep into this but i just i think it's hard to count out tom brady and we saw that even last week like he finds a way to win i i don't think he's going to win but I think he's going to keep it a close game. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. I appreciate I'm excited it. for this one. I like when people say that Tom Brady's not going to win. Because he usually ends up winning. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I'll say... Uh, I'll say Bucks. Let's go... 27 to 17. 27-17. 10-point game. I like it. Ryan, how about yourself? Um, funny enough, I had the exact same score as eight and 31 to 28. And there's a reason because um, I think they're probably only going to win by a field goal and the Packers have averaged 31 points a game, most in the NFL. So um, I don't know the, the Saints offense is not nearly as good as the Packers and they still put up 20 on the Bucks D. So I think the Packers are, can, are capable of winning this game easily. And th- why didn't the Packers put up more than 10 then? Well, yeah, like we want to bring up like week four, fine. If you want to hinge on week four, then fine. Just saying, if you're if you're you know best offense in the league, you score ten points. You're you're best in week four too. Well, we Ryan, I have a I have a question for you actually. Um, this will this will wrap up, I guess the 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 Packers Bucks game. What went wrong in last year's NFC Championship game against the Niners, and how did the Packers avoid that this year? Went went wrong. Oh, so last last year against the Niners. Last um, year, well, last obviously our run defense. Obviously our run defense. I mean, there's no getting. There's no two ways about it. We got smashed in the run defense. Um, but this year we have Snacks. He's been known as one of the best run defenders of the past decade, um, which is a massive pickup late in the season. Uh, our linebacker situation has flattened out. Kenny Clark's playing the best uh, probably in his career, uh, football in his career. Um, 
not only that, but I think that the uh, the last year's 49er team was a much better running team than the Bucks this year. Last year's 49ers team was one of the best running teams maybe ever. So they had a dominant offensive line um, and they ran over everybody. They threw the ball only six times. Like you think the Bucks are going to throw the ball only six times? Probably not. That's a okay. big difference. It's 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 shaping up to be such an exciting week of football, especially with this next game here, the one that I'm looking forward to. It's my fantasy team versus you know uh, what Brady calls is the team I root for all the time, but it's actually probably my third favorite team in the league. Um, <laughs> Bills Chiefs. Uh, Aiden, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first here? Whatever you want, man. Your home team, you choose heads or tails, baby. Well, I feel like I feel like people uh, are going to be surprised by the team I take, so I think I want to go first with the Bills. Because I'm arguing for the oh. Bills, I guess, right? I I thought you were doing the Chiefs. Uh oh, I can do the Chiefs. I can do the Bills. Whatever you want, whatever you want me to. Okay. Whatever well, you wanna... I I kind of prepared for the Bills, so if you, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I can do like, the Chiefs you... then. Okay, okay, that works. All right. Um. Aiden. So this is gonna be completely off the dome. So whenever you're ready, Aiden, let well, me know. No, when no, no. Started. Okay, but like I have no, some things. It's fine. Things it's, I fine. Can it's, say fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm good. No problem. Uh, so you do you want to go second then? I can go first, and then I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to. I'll fight this. I'll fight this battle head on, baby. Okay, sounds good. Okay, three, two, one, go. Ryan just put the the the, the my thesis in the uh in the chat here. Chicks dig the long ball, and Patrick Mahomes throws it better than anybody else in the league. Um, you have weapons. You have Tyreek Hill. He will be. I'm assuming shadowed by one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, somebody whose name you don't hear often, which is high praise for a cornerback, and that's Trey White. But Travis Kelsey is going to be the key for the key for the Chiefs in this game. I don't think the Bills have a linebacker. I don't think there's any linebacker in the NFL or anybody that can really cover Travis Kelsey. But I don't think the Bills have anybody close. Um, he's going to be the key for their offense. If Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey can get going, the Bills are going to have some issues i'll tell you that for free it's a decent offensive line in kansas city uh tyree kill is still a burner he's still going to get his catches sammy Watkins did not play that week or the last week excuse me and neither did uh did quadro but i'm sure they uh i'm sure they'll both be back this week um obviously kelsey to mahomes that's a great combination no matter how you slice it i know mahomes is dealing with a couple issues he looks fine to me i'm sure he'll be back and i don't think uh issues are going to slow him down too much considering he came back in two weeks from a dislocated knee and won a super bowl in the same season how the hell are you uh, defensively, the key is putting pressure on Josh Allen. If you can hit Josh Allen, he has an incredible arm. And I, I will, I will say that with my chest, he has, I would say arguably the second strongest arm in the NFL, uh, behind Patrick Mahomes, of course. And it's no, he's no slouch, but if you can get to him, Josh Allen's, I think something that you have to deal with is immaturity. He's going to be swinging the ball. You saw it last year in, in, uh, in the playoffs where he just threw the ball behind him for no, no reason. You get to Pat, you get to Josh Allen. You can get you can get him to throw some interceptions, create some turnovers, and the Chiefs are great at that. They got a couple interceptions last week against the Browns, a couple turnovers, and um, I think that'll be it. Chris Jones, he's got to get going, get get to Josh Allen, and uh, yeah, that'll that'll be that. I don't know how much time I got left, so you we'll, have uh, we'll five seconds it. left. So if there's anything um, else you want to throw, watch into the Panthers. Oh, panicked, you... panicked, panicked, panicked. <laughs> That's all right. Um, no, that was good. That's that's gonna be tough to follow. Like that was a that was a well put argument. I enjoyed listening. To other, that. Than the, uh, other than the fact that Brady and Ryan probably didn't understand a word because I was going at ten hundred miles an hour, no, and I don't talk properly as it is. Right, no, you good. did a really as as good job. I enunciated my words well. You did. You did. Um, okay. 
right. Okay. All right, Aiden, so, let me have it. Give it to me with well, both barrels. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can go ahead now. Um, Do you want me to time for you? No, that's okay. I've got it. So the reason that I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills, well, I mean, uh, sorry, other way around. Um, the Bills have been the hottest team. <laughs> I know. No, don't worry. I was, I, so, I was sorry, restart your, restart your timer. Restart your timer. Okay. Restart your okay. timer. I promise I was trying to do that. I was trying to be a dick there. Um, so the Bills have been the one of the hottest, most electric, and the most fun teams to watch in the NFL this year. I think the biggest key to victory is that Sean McDermott finally has the reins on this team, and it shows. He has Josh Allen doing exactly what he knew he could do. But I think one of the biggest keys to victory in this game is Josh Allen doing exactly what people expect him not to do. I think what he has to do in this game is he has to get the ball to Stefan Diggs, but in front of the safeties. They got to keep short passes, dinking and dunking their way down the field because everyone's going to be expecting those long, deep shots that probably won't work out. And realistically, we all know the Chiefs are probably the best team in football right now. The Bills can't afford to make those mistakes, uh, i.e. an interception going to Honey Badger from Josh. Josh Allen. I think another thing that the Bills really have to do in this game that I think they've actually been saving for this game against the Chiefs is getting Devin Singletary involved. If they can get that guy involved in this game against the Chiefs run defense, which has been shaky at best, um, then I think they're going to have a successful game against this Chiefs defense. I think on the defensive side of the ball, the biggest thing is they have to keep, and this is impossible, right? With Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, uh, Robinson, not Denard Robinson, not going to make that mistake again. And of course, um, how am I blanking? Travis Kelsey. They need to keep that offense in front of them. Uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, they cannot let those guys get behind them. And I think the important thing is playing a tight zone defense. They cannot play man-on-man against Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. They're not going to cover those guys, no matter what. Even if you have Tredavious White playing man-on-man on Tyreek Hill, he's going to get behind the coverage, and he will win that battle 10 times out of 10. That's my time. Okay. Well done. Good Thank stuff you. in there. It is. It just. Um, I feel like it's. It's just blatantly apparent in that one that uh, that you just know more about football than me. But that's fine. It's fine. Well, <laughs> no, it was more. It was more. It was more technical. I don't think there was as much like there wasn't as much heart to it. But I think uh, <laughs> Ryan and Brady. What are? Uh, yeah, well, how, how, how was the debate scoring? Brady, you go first. Okay. Um, well, Keish had the easier debate, but I think he hit all the points that I wanted him to. So I think uh, I think Keish got the he you know said it exactly how it is. I don't know I don't I don't I don't know. A dip dip and dunk might not not might not work as much. Um, I think they might have to uh, at some point because you know it's gonna be hard to stop the Chiefs and you know you might be looking at a two possession game. You know dip and dunk might only work for a little bit until you're forced to make those big plays. And I think to beat the Chiefs, I think you need those those big plays playmaking well, plays so but here's so not to not to continue my debate even more but just to josh just allen to do what he does best enunciate my point Good that word. essentially they need to keep the ball out of the chief's offense's hands they need to try to prolong their possessions 
So Patrick Mahomes, if he plays, but it's looking like he will play. So assuming he plays, they need to keep the ball out of his hands. And by doing that, they need to prolong their offense's time on the field by making short, high-percentage plays to get down the field. The Chiefs' defense isn't anything special. And what bothers me about this matchup is these teams are so similar. Like, offensively, they're one and two, like, in everything. And defensively, it's like the Chiefs have the 18th rank or 16th ranked defense, and uh, Buffalo has the 14th ranked defense. Like it's all so close. Similar. I just I and I agree. I I agree in principle, Aiden. It just it works until it doesn't work. And then no, I know, I know. You look, and then you know. But I'm, I'll be cheering for the Bills. You know, my my dad's a lifelong Bills fan. Um, they've suffered for long, way too long, and. Uh, I respect them a ton and shout out to Bill's mafia for really showing out, um, you know, Lamar Jackson's charity. They really hammered that one home after they beat him. So, uh, a Bill's mafia, um, for the bills. Um, yeah. Ryan, what'd you think of the debate? Um, I, I think, I think I, I agree with Keish, but I think Aiden had the better debate. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that the Chiefs will win, but Aiden sold the bu- Buffalo really well. But to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty back and forth between the two. I haven't really decided who's going to win. I will say this. Keish got kind of screwed there because I think we both thought we were debating the same team. And he took he took the L there. So I think for what he did, he definitely put up a really good debate. So that's I mean, I've been, I've been watching the Chiefs all season. And I've been watching the Chiefs and Bills all season, so like it was it wasn't that much of a deal. I wouldn't have done like you know that much more prep work anyway. So I will not I will not use that as an excuse. I think Aiden, I think you did have a really good debate. Thank but, you. But uh, Ryan, you did say that you were flip flopping back and forth, but we're gonna need you to make a decision. Mm-hmm. What do you think your score prediction is? And I'm throwing oh, it to you first because of the uh, transition. Uh you know what the the Chiefs defense impressed me last week they played better than i thought that they would um it's so it's so tough i I think the chiefs are going to win and i'll I'll tell you why i think it's because um andy reed um he's sort of a wizard when it comes to the offense and i think he he could probably (laughs) out coach what no i just love i love the way you said that the way you said that was like hilarious like you're completely right i'm not laughing at like (laughs) the the message i'm laughing at just how you said it. like that was just awesome it was funny i mean it's true like no i know he kind of coaches circles around people um mm-hmm. maybe except for bill belichick but um yeah i think he'll be the biggest difference i mean if you saw what with the play calls last week like going on for that fourth and in inches or fourth and one was insane um mm-hmm. but he always seems to make the right call so yeah i don't know i think i think chiefs and maybe Travis Kelsey is a big problem as well. Um, yeah. But other than that, uh, I think maybe oh, it's so tough because I'll go. I'll go thirty-five uh, for the Chiefs to thirty for for the Bills. Both teams can put up points, so they can. Okay, okay. Brady, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Bills. Uh, you know, Bills Mafia. I think they'll they're gonna want it more. You know, they haven't you know the huge drought and city of Buffalo do it for them. So, uh, thirty-one twenty-eight Bills. Wow, Eden. I'm gonna go 
I'm going to go um, 24 to 20 for the Bills. I Ooh. I think the Bills are going to come out on top here. I think it's going to be a weird cool. score too. Like that, it's yeah. only fitting. It's only fitting. Yeah. Gorigami, if you're nasty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. I want to know what episode that's in because that's that's out there somewhere. That uh, um, it would have been our first playoff prediction. Sure. Yeah, probably. Um, I'll never listen. I just hate our. I just hate my own voice. It just drives me nuts, man. I feel bad for you guys having to listen to this. Um, my, I gotta go. Just, I don't know if I go Super Bowl or Super Not. I'm saying Josh Allen gets super flustered, throws a couple picks. I'm saying thirty. Mm, let's go thirty-one to ten for the um for the Chiefs. You really I'm calling a big one. I'm calling a big one. If 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 Mahomes doesn't play, flip it and call it thirty uh thirty-one to ten for the Bills. Oh yeah, possible. I should say that as well. Um, hey. if Mahomes if Mahomes doesn't play, I'm no. gonna pick the Bills no. as well. So false. Aiden can go um, in and quarterback. They still have a good chance. You just, okay, Caleb. Have those Mahomes weapons. Mahomes the most overrated player in the NFL. Have those weapons. No, I'm not saying he's overrated. I'm just saying because Mahomes would have the best stats out of any quarterback with those people. But hey, you put anyone there. I don't know. Okay, okay, Caleb. All right, bud. Okay. okay my mom just texted well, me saying my dinner's ready, so I'm going to go eat dinner. Um, Aiden, do you want right. to wrap this one up? Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, thanks Nobody. a lot for everyone to listening for this one uh, to this one. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this one, guys. Uh, if you want to hear more crazy predictions next week on the Super <laughs> Bowl, and I guess we'll be doing probably. Did Bowl. we already do our end of season uh, oh. award predictions? End of season. Well, the awards well, like, are next award next week, right? They're before they the Super the... Bowl. They're before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Pro Bowl? Or is it the night before Super Bowl? It's usual. It's before it's the night before the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Well, so <laughs> we'll be doing our Super Bowl predictions and probably our award predictions uh next week. So make sure you check us out there. But thanks so much for listening. Have a great night or day. Uh Brady, you want to hit us with a sign off? Aiden, you do it. All Your right. Word. Well, don't don't mess it up. This may the, your this puns be high party, and so. down inside the ten. Go Bills. Let's go.